Okay, I'm ready. Are you guys ready, or is it just me? Just you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Alright, I'll wait. Meredith the MVH Van Harn joining you from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, and this show has everything. Desert shipwrecks, desert plane wrecks, desert water wrecks, not to mention murderous dictators, improper nuclear waste disposal, red tide, gold mine, slave labor, and Abraham Lincoln. What do all these things have in common? Well, you're about to find out because this week on the show, it's the triumphant return of the Tishi Book Club. And for this installment, unfortunately, we read Clive Cussler's Sahara. Joining me today from Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, who, like most women, can't resist a take charge man, it's Anne Lundholm. I can't wait to talk about this book. I mean, from your intro, it sounds so good. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on, you guys. <laughs> Uh, in Animal Loft Studios in Delmar, New York, his ample bottom swings back and forth like a melon on a pendulum. It's Bobby Pape. Yes, indeed. And you can fax it to me at 617-354-8513. And finally, in Frozen Wasteland Studios in Austin, Texas, if anyone could enter hell and walk out again carrying a glass of tequila over ice, it's Hillary Butler. Hello. My last note that I have for this is all caps WTF Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll definitely get to that. Um Today on the show, of course, we've got our small talk. We're gonna read your Facebook responses to last week's question of the week about social media. Medium Talk is the dad book edition of the Tishi Book Club, accompanied by a quiz designed by none other than guest producer Gregory Schreckengast. And as <laughs> always, we'll, we'll let you know. Last name at this I point, know. Honestly. I mean, it's Scudlaric. It's not that different. <laughs> and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Uh, first up is Small Talk. Hillary, do you want to let us know how you've been holding up lately? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, yes, I have small talk. Um, you know, it's February in Austin, so disaster must strike, obviously. Um, it started off, I'm just going to sketch out my week really quickly. Um, Monday, I had a really busy work day. I had this big event that I had to kind of produce. I was really proud of myself. I had like, to everything, everything went smoothly. There were a lot of moving parts. I got it taken care of. Great. Get back to the office from my little event, and it's like, okay it's getting really cold but whatever it was sort of starting to rain they said um the school messaged and said um all after school activities are canceled so pick up your kids and my kids go to an aftercare at the school so I was like Dave can you go get the kids I'm gonna start packing up and come home I came home then we quickly got a note um school is canceled for Tuesday and I'm like it's not even gonna be that cold like it's gonna be in the 30s or something I guess it's gonna be a little bit icy but Whatever. Okay. You know, I, they get really sensitive because we don't have the equipment here. So they get really sensitive and ice is sort of scary and, and just throws people off. Okay, fine. 
So I was like, all right, I'm just going to work from home. No big deal. The office was closed. So fine. Tuesday, we, the kids are all just milling about. I mean, they went out. My Bridget went to a friend's house, and she actually spent the night out at a friend's house. I was like, yeah, great. Go spend the night out because we found out the next day was the w- Wednesday school was also closed. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's just we'll, we'll just deal with it. So I work. Bridget's out. We eat some dinner, go to bed. And then like at four that morning, I um, felt a little body in my bed and it was a little eight-year-old boy's body in my bed. Yes, it was my son, Rory. Bobby, don't make him a, a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why would I ever? <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, so I, I, I'm I, like, oh, Dave, go t- put Rory back in his room. And then Rory goes, the power went out. I don't want to go back in there. Well, the one thing that we've had our kids trained on when they were kids, which is kind of biting us in the ass now, is everybody has a sound machine in their room. So my kids effectively can't sleep unless there's a noise going like all throughout their room um so i was like oh crap the power's out look at my clock yes the power's out okay whatever well it's fine we go back to sleep for a little bit and we wake up and yes power's out it's out all over the neighborhood it's not just our house okay all right we'll just deal with it and it's getting colder and colder i had warmed up the house pretty well so it was still okay and then all of a sudden you're like well it's actually getting pretty cold um bridget comes home from her friend's house we're all just huddled up and they're kind of whiny because, you know, there's no Wi-Fi. There's, you know, their iPads are obviously dead. I start. Oh, no. <laughs> not the iPads. Tragedy. I'm like, go read a book. Um, I, I, my. Read, set, just throw Sahara <laughs> at them. Be like, enjoy. <laughs> okay, it'll take you a few hours. Um, at some point, this is Wednesday. At some point, I had to do something for work. Like I had to get on a. FaceTime, which was so stupid and unnecessary, really. But I, um, I was sitting in my car and I realized I'm kind of low on gas. The ro- so I went to the gas station. The roads honestly were fine, but it was just, uh, it was getting. I don't know. It was it was definitely like icing, um, and you could tell like trees were starting to come down a little bit because they were weighed down. But what, whatever, like ice had accumulated on the limbs. Um, <clears throat> so I went and got gas. I was charging my phone in my car, uh, got some coffee. Cause that was the thing. I was like, I need coffee. I got some Seven Eleven coffee, went back. Uh, I, Bridget was out playing with a friend. It wasn't that cold. Like she was outside playing with a friend, but there just, there was ice on the tree limbs. Um, Dave went into the office cause he had to get some work done. Rory and I are just hanging out and like at four 30 or something, the power came back on and we were like, Oh my gosh, yay. Power's back on. Okay. Like that sucked, but no big deal. I'm starting to charge like everything that I could get my hands off. Like my, my backup battery, you know, all the iPads, just making sure I'm like setting the clocks back. I'm like, okay, everything's back to normal. And about an hour later it went down <laughs> it's like, no. No. and it's starting to get dark. Um, and really cold. Dave comes home Bridget's home and we're all just I think they drove around and were looking for food because nothing was open and they ended up getting like a Lunchables at a Target or some Target in like North Austin or something I know it was a anyway at that point we just like all kind of went to bed and just hoped that it was going to be back by the morning and I woke up of course it wasn't back um and it was freezing in my house. It was so cold. I mean, I had my coat, a, you know, like a sweatshirt. I had my scarf on. I had socks and pants. I mean, I don't usually like put that much on. And I just, I woke up the next day and I just thought, 
this is so torturous because you're just hoping, is that it? Is that, is it coming back on? It's coming back on. I was also reading Twitter and it was just people, it said like 25% of Austin was out of power and it was so random. It was like my boss who lives just a little bit south of me, he had power uh, but another guy I live with who lives in sort of the fancy... But he's rich. I assume the rich people keep their power. But this is the yeah. weird thing, is that Casey, a guy I work with, lives in Terrytown. Terrytown's like probably the nicest or like the oldest money um, neighborhood in Austin. They He still doesn't have power. Um, and so it was sort of seemingly random. What it was is that the ice had accumulated on the branches and the branches started to fall. I mean... That's the craziest thing. It's warmed up now. It's like in the 50s now. But the craziest thing is driving around and there are just trees down. Like, I mean, these old ass oaks are just like split into it's sort of apocalyptic looking and they just fell on the power lines. And, um, you know, Austin Energy at the very beginning, I think everybody was like, yeah, they're working so hard. We're so, you know, like, let's support them. And then by the end of it. You know, people are slowly starting to get power back, you know, three days later or whatever. But it was like they had no press conferences for two days. Nobody really knew what was going on. And I know it was really hard, but it just seemed kind of like everybody was just waiting with no communication of, like, any estimates of what was going down. Um, Anyway, so on Thursday night, I did decide to get out of my own cheap way and booked a hotel. The only hotel in my neighborhood that had power and actually, I've been wanting to check this hotel out. So I, it's, it's the AC Hotel by, you know, God, I had to listen to so many like Marriott Bonvoy ads the whole time I was there. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh. so uh, we stayed there and my friend Christine um, was there and then my friend Aaron was there. So it was like kind of fun is a strong word, but it was sort of like and the the, the lobby had a bar. I mean, the moment I walked in, I was like, can I get a seven now book, please? <laughs> um, but it was definitely like people had, they let animals there. So people had their animals there. There were like kids running about, but it was just kind of whatever. It was, you know, all of us crammed into a little room, but you know, we were warm. And by the time I woke up this morning, I had like a neighborhood chat that said, we have the power back. I think it's going to stay. And Dave went and checked power was back. So, you know, <clears throat> it's so weird because now I'm like, it's fine. Like, everything's okay. But it, when you're in it, it's so scary seeming because you're like, I have no idea when power is going to be back. I have no idea what we're going to have to do. And we're lucky. We have enough money that we can get book a hotel. Actually, this was the only, like, I didn't get into a fight, but I was about to start fighting. So I booked a hotel on Expedia or what, Hotels.com or whatever just because that was what was available and I booked it and then yesterday when it seemed like we weren't going to get power back I after dinner I went to the hotel front desk and I said hey can I just go ahead and book another night just in case and then when I woke up this morning power was back I'm like well we don't need this hotel I wonder if they'll let us cancel it because it was definitely a non-refundable situation so I went to the front desk and I said hey you know um I stayed here it was great um I did book another night but can you can I cancel it? Is that possible? And he was like, well, yeah, let me look at your reservation. He said, oh, you booked through a, through a third party. You can't, you have to contact them. And I said, well, um, I did book the first night through Expedia, but I just walked up and booked another room for tonight. And he was like, they're not supposed to do that. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. They did indeed do that. And he was very kind of like huffy with me. Like you need to contact the third party. It was like the third party didn't make the reservation. I mean, I, I'm happy to do that, but I was here anyway. He ended up canceling it. We're back home. 
everybody's okay. Everybody survived. Bridget had to come to work with me for two days, and she taught the guys I work with how to play BS, which they thought was really funny. Um, And whatever. It just is like, I think my theory is, you know, there's some force majeure stuff happening, and I feel bad, and that sucks, but... um, I sometimes think Austin has grown. To, it's attracted so many people to move here that they can't. We don't have the infrastructure to support it, so it's kind of going through some serious growing pains. And it. Shows. I feel like that's been clear from Austin traffic uh, for like a while. Yes. So what we do need to go and and I've said this before in the '70s when they were talking about growth, they were like, "Let's just pretend like we're not going to grow and we're not going to build roads and we're not going to build infrastructure because we don't want people to move here. We wanted to keep it like a." sleepy college town or whatever and guess what it doesn't fucking matter so we need to go into (laughs) you know the flux capacitor or whatever and go back to 1975 and like actually build shit but here we are so we'll see we'll see what next winter brings it's supposed to be 70 on sunday so whatever (laughs) who knows did you have like the last ice apocalypse did you have um uh not you personally but were there freezing pipes and stuff or did it not stay cold for that long no, that last one, the February 21 one, yes, I we were really lucky. We didn't have frozen pipes, and we didn't have anything burst. A lot of people did, um, but it wasn't – I have a theory, and I don't know if this is true. I think – okay, so last time it was the grid that couldn't support it. This time mm-hmm. the grid was fine. It was just that the trees were just falling. The trees. Yeah. So I think, and last time we had power, but no water. This time we had water, but no power. I think kind of what happened because we've had an arborist come look at our front tree because it's like kind of like a Frankenstein tree now. It grows like where the trees, are, where the um, leaves are growing is at the base almost and the limbs are still kind of dead. Anyway, I think a lot of these trees were fucked up two years ago. And they're really weak. And so they were like, oh. when the ice was on it, it like weighed them down. And they were breaking. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually true because I don't, don't really understand. Sounded that. believable. I know. But that's kind of my theory. But yeah, that some of the some of the trees that have split are just wild. I mean, we're really like, we had a lot of branches. We have a lot of branches in our front yard and we need to go do some brush removal. Um, but it's nothing so far like a fa- it didn't fall on our house or anything it didn't i because i've heard stories of people like oh it fell through my roof or you know we just got a new fence and i'm like if this fucking damages our fence i'm going to lose <laughs> oh my, my mind i spent this long and i finally got a new fence anyway we're very lucky it just is it just it just isn't fun anyway that's it Made it through. And I, I was nervous last night when I thought we weren't going to have power. I was like, I might have to skip this. And I actually read the freaking book, and I want to talk about it. And I was going to be pissed. <laughs> I, I do believe we would have delayed recording. <laughs> yeah. But here I am with power. Um, but yeah. Meredith also had a apocalypse. Apocalypse? <laughs> yeah. I had a kitchen faucet apocalypse because everything has to be apocalypse, right? <laughs> yep. Or or it's like and it's gate. not I mean, Anna's or a gate. <laughs> kitchen faucet gate faucet gate 2023 um yeah this was not because of the cold although it's been bitterly cold yep. here um my house was like knock on all the wood but um freezing pipes is not a problem we we really have up here it's not it's not anything i really worried about um ever in Michigan because the houses are built with that in mind. So like 
we have a large heat duct right underneath our kitchen sink. So under the kitchen sink is very warm anyway. <laughs> like those pipes are not going to freeze. So this wasn't that. Um, but we were having low water pressure in the kitchen sink for a few days. And that was like, I don't know, part of me was like, well, you know, it's Detroit. This seems to happen. Like it's probably a water main break. But then I kind of was like, well, it's not really low anywhere else in the house. So I was starting to, it was starting to dawn on me because I'm very smart that maybe it was just the problem with the faucet in the kitchen. Oh, I hate it when you're in that puzzling stage when you know something's not quite right, but you can't figure out what. Yeah, and it, well, because I looked and it was like it's not leaking. People so where have been is saying the that about water? me for years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not leaking. So where is the water going that should be going to the faucet? And so, but I, you know, it was still sort of working. Um, but I was washing a dish or something uh, Wednesday morning, I think, and it was getting down to like a trickle and then suddenly water shot out of the arm part of the faucet (laughs) like straight up and got all over the the blinds and me and everything in the kitchen Uh, so I quickly turned it off luckily it was it was past the you know the shutoff thingy so I could just turn the faucet off and it was it would stop but I turned the water off under the sink and I was like okay clearly (laughs) something's wrong with the faucet um and this, of course, was the day that the housekeepers were coming. So I texted them and was like, so there's no water in the kitchen. If, you, <laughs> if that's a deal breaker, uh, we can totally reschedule. And they're like, no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All <God>. right. <laughs> so they still came and I went, I left the house and I went to Lowe's and I got a new faucet and Gregory um, installed it later in the evening. And actually, I never really liked that faucet. We got it. It's only a year old. God. That's why I'm mentioning it, because I'm still mad that it only lasts a year. Huh. And I got it at Costco, so I can return it. But it's like, it should last longer than that. And when, when we took it apart, it was clear that the, the, the lines running from the supply line through the faucet and into the sink just snapped like they just like broke from where weird yeah there's like rubber lines in there and they just were like severed not very cleanly either so so, i don't know i don't know we didn't we we weren't hard on it um but now i have a faucet that i like a little bit better um and the other house news is that we have to waterproof our basement i don't want to talk about it it's expensive (laughs) i'm mad it's happening in a couple weeks. Uh, homes. So, what part of the house is, have you not invested in yet? Um, what gives the, the gold star potentially system. on the fritz? I mean, I don't want to jinx it. Toilets? The, the roof has been fine. The toilets have been fine. Ah, the roof. The roof. Yeah, the roof. Yeah, sure, that's the next thing. I mean, we had to fix the chimney... Um, the furnace is fine. The water heater's fine. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> uh, I don't like homes. No, it's too much. I actually, I know that, I know, I know that we're all supposed to be electric. It's not supposed to be gas. I get it. And I, and I get it. I was really thankful yesterday before we went to the, I had to go into the office and I was like a bedraggled mess. And I looked at Dave and I was like, we have natural gas water heater, right? And he was like, yes. I'm like, I'm taking a shower. 
I mean, it was a really, it was a nice shower, but once I got out, I was like, I'm freezing. <laughs> yeah, that is the nice thing. Most of our appliances are gas, so we have a gas furnace and a gas water heater and stuff like that. So at least when the power goes out, you still have yes. those yep. things. Yes, yes, it's very. Even nice. though I, I hate having an open natural gas flame, yes, running all the time yeah. because it freaks yeah. me out. I know. Me too. I know Dave was, he was like, the pilot light might be out though. And I was like, shut up, go check it. (laughs) So this episode is brought to you by the anti-Joe Brandon lobby. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Um, And do you have apocalypse to share? No, no apocalypse around here. (laughs) No gates. Neither. No apocalypse free. Nary a gate in sight. It is. It's currently zero degree here in Del Mar. I believe it is also about zero degree where you are. And yes, although we are now rising until tomorrow afternoon, it is zero degree. Uh, Oh, it's a balmy nine here, you guys. You want to come? We've gotten down to negative one degree here, actually. Yeah, I believe we started at minus 14 <laughs> this morning, and now we are just warming throughout the day, and tomorrow we're going to get to 31, and I'm Ooh. real excited about that. That's fun. Near near above freezing, almost. Yep. Very good. Well, I guess Anne and I will have to come back another time with gates. <laughs> uh, please no. Can I please defer don't. my gate? Yes. <laughs> Until an unspecified date it. in the future. I've enough. <laughs> I need so to be instead, prepared for it. Uh, Anne's got a gate to be named later. <laughs> uh, to the mailbag. That's where I was going. That's why I interrupted. To the mailbag. <laughs> We're light on email this week, but boy, do we have your Facebook answers. The question of the week. What was your favorite era of social media? Starting with Dorothy, probably before it existed. <laughs> Dorothy. But Come I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, Missy writes the instant messenger era, 1996, living 300 feet from Hillary. Both of us watching pop-up video and chatting on AOL instead of going to each other's house. God, I loved pop-up video so much. Oh, it was a I glorious it. era. Oh, I loved it. For somebody who it likes died too soon. information, I I loved it so much. But I imagine it was like kind of hard work. Like, you know, you having to go through, and this is, you know, before the internet was as yeah how do you find all those secrets yeah, i don't know all that useless trivia yeah <laughs> loved it loved it uh let's see here denny writes i was thinking of saying the era 1950s when we had a party line <laughs> but i never used it to listen in to my neighbor's calls so that was out i agree with missy about AOL well instant messenger i am as the kids called it back then in the evening i would chat with my sons who were both at college I miss those days. Aww. Aww. Uh, my mom had like an aunt or something. I'm getting this wrong, but she had some relative that lived in a small town in Texas. And when she would go visit, she worked at the, um, you know, she was like a operator and she let my mom listen into other people's conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like my mom's dream. Sounds like a fun evening, actually. (laughs) Doesn't that like violate HIPAA or something? I mean, whatever. It was like HIPAA didn't exist back then. I was gonna say let's let's continue our grand tradition of not understanding HIPAA. Hey, I understand it perfectly well. (laughs) That's true. For legal reasons, Meredith has to understand. Yeah. All right. Amanda says before Elon ruined Twitter. Who's Elon? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Linda writes the AOL music trivia chat room games. 
That's I don't a remember chat room wall. games. I don't remember music trivia chat room games. I don't games. remember that one either, but. Yeah. Uh, Phyllis writes, Usenet groups and Unix talk. Oh, Phyllis. Yes. <laughs> of course she does. Outing herself as a former programming professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, she's had a lot of lives, huh? She sure has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carolyn writes, message boards and Yahoo groups. What <laughs> I think groups. I liked best about that era was the boards I was involved with didn't have toxic negativity of some places, uh, but didn't have the forced toxic positivity a lot of places have now. I like that um, yeah. concept of toxic positivity. <laughs> yep. Definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this show, clearly. <laughs> uh, Leslie says, CompuServe bulletin boards. Speaking of which, any of you older folks who haven't watched Halt and Catch Fire, you really should, especially the first two seasons. Even I just heard my accent when I said fire. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched Halt and Catch Fire. Me neither. I've heard it was good. I have heard good things, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jonathan writes the message board on chicken soup for the teenage soul oh when I was God. a kid. Boy, that was a moment in time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where did your family have that book or, or the hundreds that came after no. it? And where where did they live? Were they in the bathroom? No, no, no. 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 We didn't have them. I, no. I, I don't know how. No, maybe we did. <laughs> maybe we did because that was my mom's cancer era, so to speak. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. So it seems like some well-meaning friend or relative could have given us one, but I don't remember. My There's mom was not so into much. like self help or no. the concept of no, souls or no. the concept of like chicken soup of <laughs> no. or the concept of chicken soup <laughs> against it. I think uh somebody who I'm related to by marriage gave me one that was like chicken soup with a new mom soul or something like that. Blech. And I was like, No. You don't I mean know just me very so well. much chicken soup, so many varieties. <laughs> Personally, I like chicken and stars from Campbell's. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just looking to see. Um, there is a Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. <laughs> of course there Ooh. is. <laughs> but T-shirt I wanted recommends. to see if there was Chicken Soup for the Podcaster's Soul, and that yes. does not exist. <laughs> see, I was a vegetarian during most of this time, so I was kind of like blocking it out. You're like, lentil, yeah, nope. please. I don't want any chicken soup, you guys. <laughs> Carrot soup, soup for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> cream of mushroom <laughs> sorry we got cut off here uh so check it for the teenage soul i made friends and wrote poetry i swear i was good at poetry just wish i had the thousand or so pages i had written well, it's a double-edged sword jonathan i don't know if i want to see anything yeah. i wrote when i was a kid anyway i made a friend with a few years because uh of it in canada one of the books had the last name of bisbee coincidence no. insert spooky x-files music can't possibly be a coincidence mm. it's nope. a connection so that was it. Those were our eras uh, of social media. I'm still not actually sure. I mean, I do get nostalgic for those AOL chat rooms. Yeah. Yeah. ASLing my way yeah, around the internet. <laughs> I mean, is it for the service itself or is it for the time in your life? Because No, just the, the most... unbridled chance to chat with a bunch of old yeah. men pretending that they were teenage boys. <laughs> most of these uh, answers kind of evoke... The days when we were younger and had fewer responsibilities and so yeah. could chat with mm-hmm. old men pretending to be teenage boys. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Wistful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was it. Thanks for your answers to this week's question of the week. <laughs> uh, uh, and 
Oh yeah, let's uh, let's take it into the Tishu Book Club. Let's open up the book club. Is that are we? Is it like the old Disney movies where you see the big storybook and it opens up and then we tell Robin Hood or Sleeping <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like an illuminated manuscript. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we've we've cracked this book out of the vault uh, mm-hmm. at the airport where it was forgotten at the end of a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, given we did talk last week about the difficulty of getting the English language version <laughs> of it. <laughs> For an author, that the, the cover of this book proudly proclaims 60 million Clive Cussler novels in print. And mm. this is the best, quote unquote, of the series, the Dirk Pitt Oof. TM adventure series. <laughs> Dirk Pitt is apparently trademarked. 58 million name. of them are, are lining the shelves of Salvation Armies and yep. Goodwills. Yep. Yep. He, uh, Clive Cussler, I mean, I don't know anything about him, and I really didn't read Clive Cussler novels, but the Dirk Pitt adventure, I mean, excuse me, Dirk Pitt TM adventure novels really <laughs> seem to hold a special place in his heart since his son is named Dirk. Um, Dirk Cussler is kind of hard to say. Yeah. And yes. he did found... NUMA, the National Underwater Marine, what's the A stand Agency. For? Agency, uh, which I went to their website and I looked at it. And in the novels, it's portrayed as this huge government agency. And it's like a, in the real version is a part-time nonprofit, has no full-time <laughs> employees. And they just basically go around um, finding shipwrecks. There's nothing wrong. You know, they're dedicated to preservation tell, tell of me, maritime tell me history. More about these, tell me more about these shipwrecks. How thick are the walls of these ships? <laughs> what are they made of? How long are they? Tell me about the guns in excruciating detail. Yep. I'd like to know about the pilot house on the ship. <laughs> I think all you need to know about Clive Cussler is the picture of him on his Wikipedia Oh my god. Oh god. Wow. I mean, Can that be our... the show pick? <laughs> He just looks mad. Like, I mean, R.I.P. He did die. Um, Seemed like a like a good dude. Yeah. So he died in know. February of 2020. What are the odds he died of COVID? <laughs> I got an early Ooh. case. He probably was exploring some part of the world where he got it early. Yeah. He was also 88, so you never know. But yeah, that's yeah. that was my first thought. I was like, ooh, that's a bad date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we ramp up into a full fledged discussion on the book. Uh, we do have a special treat. Yes. Uh, when we started talking about doing dad books, as Meredith mentioned in the intro, Gregory expressed some interest in creating for us an opportunity to highlight the dad author genre. I get genre. genre. <laughs> <laughs> we all can't help ourselves. We're like, genre. Genre. Um, R.I.P. Alex Trebek. I know. Yeah. Um, so that maybe if, if the listeners aren't totally familiar with what we mean when we say dad author, not just authors who are fathers, but it is a, a certain specific kind of, um, I don't know, literary taxonomy that we have in mind. And so he, Gregory, <clears throat> that is not Clive Cussler, Gregory put together uh, a little quiz for us to play. Uh, do you know your dad authors? A quiz is what I've titled it. And it, there's a whole spreadsheet and it's quite impressive. Yes, it is. And uh, and uh, let's, let's, let's test ourselves here oh my on God. these dad authors, shall we? 
Yes. Okay, so Gregory has designed this as a round robin host. There are eight questions or or rounds, and we're each hosting two of them. So I'm uh, hosting questions one and five, Bobby's rounds two and six, and so forth. So we're each going to essentially sit out two rounds. So we'll each be competing in six. And uh, Gregory has thoughtfully researched uh, passages in the books, removed all the identifying details from them, and we will read them, and the other people will have a chance to name the author and the book. And I, I feel like I'm going to have somewhat of a leg up on this, since I did give him a list of authors <laughs> to go with, <laughs> whereas the rest of you have absolutely no idea who I feel no. I told him the with. other night, I was like, you really should come up with like a couple wild cards just so that Anne doesn't know every single one of these. <laughs> and there were so, some. I don't know I, if he has. I left a couple off the list because I felt like maybe they were straying a little bit far from the dad thing. But I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I like I didn't include John Grisham. Who yeah. mm-hmm. would be a dad author, except I think he transcended that in popularity because everybody read Grisham but it definitely is like a dad author lawyer novel that's a sub genre (laughs) (laughs) novels now tell me how big is this sub of the sub genre how deep does it go (laughs) when was all the way at the top tell me about its (laughs) canons Bobby (laughs) I don't know if it was a sub it would be torpedoes not canons right exactly Um, so anyway, let's just dive into this, shall we? We This is terrifying. I know. I'm going to do so bad, you guys. I host round one. I really think that, um, Gregory's, uh, attention to detail and, and design of this quiz is, I think, really excellent because this is a great author to start with. Okay. Here we go. Who is blank blank? Is he an assassin? A terrorist? A thief? Why has he got $4 million in a Swiss bank account? Why has someone tried to murder him? Blank 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 (laughs) does not know the answer to any of these questions. Suffering from amnesia, he does not even know that he is blank blank. What manner of man is he? What are his secrets? Who has he killed? Does not know. What? I think I... I not Do we the have book, to wait until the but, end yeah, to guess? Yeah, what are the rules here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean I mean I want you to keep reading because I feel like we should wait until the blank, end. Blank. Yes. No, okay. I mean who has he killed? Who has he killed is the end of this. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Oh. Hmm. So the problem is I mean, once one person answers, then the other two people could potentially be helped or hindered. Sure. Right. Why don't we all just, you know, do we think, do, do we all think we have an answer? Because I think I have an answer. I have an answer, I have but an I have answer. zero confidence that it's right. Yeah. Well, well, just yeah. fix your answer in your minds and let's be honest. If exactly. you got I it, I think we can be honest. You got it. And if you didn't, you didn't. We're pretty good at humiliating ourselves on the show. I <laughs> yes. don't think there's a, a Everybody's of... getting one point for effort. Oh, we should explain the, the scoring too. There is one point if you try. Um, there is two points. I do have an unredacted version of this. So if I then read it without the blanks, 
and you can find that that's two points. And if you get it after this redacted version, you get three points. So everybody's guaranteed a point if they try. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Who's going to... Um, Hillary, why don't you? You said you have... Wait. Who said they had no confidence in their answer? Me. Okay, Meredith. Then <laughs> give it to me. Uh, one of the Jason Bournes. Okay, Hillary. That's who I was going to say, Jason Bourne. Bobby? Yeah, that the um, the amnesia part. Yeah, the killing and amnesia. Jason yeah. Bourne. Yeah. All right. You are correct. Woo! So you all get three points for that now. Can you name the book? Oh, Jesus Christ. The Bourne nope. Identity? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it just Born that? Bourne Identity? Is it from the movie? <laughs> Well, now, wait a minute. Meredith said nope, and then Hillary answered, and then Meredith said... Well, I mean, okay, I'll redact that. No, I don't know. I won't say Born Identity, because that's... Yeah, I'm going with Born Identity, because that's the name of the movie, and... That's the first movie. Untitled... The Born Identity is correct. Yay! (laughs) So, that would mean... I'll take the L there, yeah. Okay, everybody got three for the author, and, uh, and then Bobby and Hillary did get three for... The book. Does this fancy thing tabulate? It sure does. Whoa. It does. It's Robert Ludlum. Is that Ooh. who it is? Do I know that somewhere? Is that who it is? Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. That's bonkers. <laughs> he made one like this for my... Um, uh, I had to do a social event, like a virtual scavenger hunt. That's what it was. And it was, it looked very much like this. It was the same kind of thing. That's cool. You are, you're a lucky woman. You are. That's I very know. cool. I know. So does this mean we go to round two? Round two. Yeah. Take it away, Bobby. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> These are long, just for the record. For blank blank, the loss was shattering. And every day for the past eight years, he has relived the horror of what happened. The gleaming lake, the pale moonlight, the piercing screams. The night his wife was taken. Ooh, I know this one. The last night he saw her alive. Everyone tells him it's time to move on, to forget the past once and for all. But for blank blank... There can be no closure. A message has appeared on his computer, a phrase that only he and his dead wife know. Suddenly, blank is taunted with the impossible that somewhere, somehow, Elizabeth is alive. I know this one. I've actually read this book and seen the movie. Okay, please don't make me read it all again because <laughs> it was very long. <laughs> I don't know the uh, I don't know the protagonist's name, but I know the book. Okay, okay. Um, I formulate whatever answers you have. Does anyone have a guess at the uh, protagonist name? Uh, I guess I guess that doesn't really matter. The protagonist state or. Uh, no, we're guessing the author and the book. The author and the book. Yeah. So, do you want the? Uh, the no effort points. Do you want me to read it with the name? Do you want me to give you the name of the uh, protagonist? Well, we should see. Um, yeah, what, what yeah, do we have? Yeah, yeah, because the thing is, if Hillary answers and gets it right. Right, then she can sweep the round on that. 
Right. But okay. I would like the redacted, the unredacted version, because I don't know. Okay. Well, Hillary, do you have it in your mind? I don't know who the, what the protagonist's name is, but I do know what the But that's book okay, is. but you have the book? Yes. We'll or trust the, or you. the author. Yeah. I have both. We're gonna, okay. Okay. We're going to trust you, so I'm going to read... I'm going to give you the name of the protagonist now, and that's not going to skew your answer. The protagonist is Dr. David Beck. That's such a dad book name. (laughs) Yeah, it is. For Dr. David Beck, the loss was shattering. Blah, blah, blah. But for Dr. David Beck, no, wait. Yeah, he doesn't say doctor again. But for David Beck, there can be no closure. Uh, Suddenly, Beck is taunted with the impossible that somewhere, somehow, Elizabeth is alive. Dr. David Beck. Now, Anne, do you have an author or a title? I have an author in mind, but it's really just a guess. Okay. And I'm going to say um, it's... Oh, maybe, well, let me just hear... Mer- yeah, yeah. Hillary, Hillary has answers yeah, yeah, locked. Yeah, yeah. Meredith, do you have an answer locked? I think so. Yeah, I'm not confident, but I think I do. Okay, well, Hillary, since you were first in the confidence scale, who's your author or your book? Um, the book is Tell No One. Well done. And Meredith, did you have Tell No One? I had the name, but I don't know the author. No, okay. I don't know this book. Okay. And uh, Hillary, a stab at the author? Harlan Coben. It is indeed. Harlan oh. It is a I random dad book that good. I have... <laughs> See, I have read it, and I, the movie, weirdly, is really good, and weirdly, it's French, um, but I don't know why <laughs> they made a French version. I don't know if there's an American version, but the movie is French, and it's and it's pretty good. I think David yeah, and I the did you have Harlan Coben? No, I didn't. I had the name okay. of the book, but I didn't know the author. And did you have Harlan Coben? I did not have Harlan Coben. I did have a guess, so I get my point for effort. Yes. Okay. All right, that is this not auto- what I guess. How does does this auto populate on the scoreboard? I'm so confused. Yes, it should. Okay, I'll put X's in. That's why. So, I I'm still confused about the scoring. So you put a number of points. One for effort. Hillary gets three for knowing it. Meredith gets. Did you know? Remind me. I knew Hillary the... gets six for knowing both. So Hillary, right. yeah, Hillary gets a three for author and for book. You got a three for the book. I got a three for the book, but a zero for the author. And gets a one. I got a point for, because I did have a guess. guess. Yes. 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 Yeah. I mean, I can tell okay. you what the guess was, but it may be an author coming up yeah, down no, the line. Yeah, no, let's not spoil. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. I have punched in these these answers. It's tabulated. Uh, and uh, do we have running totals on scores? Yeah, at the yeah. top. Yep. Oh, hey, yeah. Jeez, this thing is... God. I'm still learning here. Hillary. Yes. All right. Put on your put on your hosting cap, please. All right. Here we go, guys. Are we ready? Um round that's my that's my like game show host uh <laughs> <laughs> voice. Um okay. Here we go. Blank blank has spent all his professional life afraid that he wouldn't recognize innocence if it stood right in front of him. But what he should have been on the watch for was evil. Blank is the Lincoln lawyer, a criminal defense attorney who operates out of the back seat of his Lincoln town car. He travels between the far-flung courthouses of Los Angeles to defend clients of every kind. Bikers, con artists, drunk drivers, drug dealers, they're all on Blank Blank's client list. Uh, For him, the law is rarely about guilt or innocence. It's about negotiation and manipulation. Sometimes it's even about justice. 
I wonder if some of that should have been redacted. Well, <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. I think I got a book title. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It's, yeah. It's not, I would say that this um, quiz doesn't have to be designed yes. to grind us into dust with <laughs> no. the fact of our lack of knowledge. <laughs> I right. think I've got it. All right. What's the yep. book? I, I know I know the book and the author. All right. Go for it. It is The Lincoln Lawyer by yes. Michael Connolly. Yes. yes. And I the redacted that. name is Mickey... Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Rourke. <laughs> yeah. I want to say Avalon. That's not it either. Uh, Mickey Rapkin? Or, no. So many Mickeys. It's Mickey something. You're right. It is Mickey. Heller. Something. Yes. Heller. Yes. yes. All right. So uh, I watched most of that show. Yeah. 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 My parents really liked it. I saw the movie. Speaking of Matthew yeah. McConaughey, geez, will be yeah, mm-hmm. McConaughey, right? McConaughey doubling down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he was does a, a lot of was... dead movie shows. Yeah, for mm-hmm. like a B plus thriller movie, it was not it was bad. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So how should I score this? And obviously, you get three three. Um, mm-hmm. Should I do it for the rest? Because it seemed like everybody. Kind of. Well, I I'm gonna confess I knew the book, but I did not know the author. Okay. I did not. Okay, so yeah. three. Did you and I have an author guess fixed in your mind? Uh, I will also be honest and say no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could just always, you know, let's just assume that uh, you know William S. Burroughs is my default <laughs> guess. <and everything. laughs> Bukowski. No, I did not have. I um, did not have an author guess. <laughs> Meredith, did you know the book? I did. I knew both of them. Okay. I'm shocked, but I did. All right. See, and now I'm very glad that I did not. I said in the last round that I had an author guest, but I wouldn't say who it was because it was Michael Connolly. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. See, that's good call. Then we would okay. have had a recency bias going on. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm grumpy about this one because I would have known this one. And I was oh. like, this is the only one I'm going to know. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't get any points for Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You'll probably get this one then. Uh, okay. Round four. Um, here we go. Redacted uh, blurb is four blanks with nothing in common, united only in death. Four brutalized victims of a brilliant monster, a Mr. Blank, moving undetected through a paralyzed city, leaving behind a gruesome trail of carnage, but few clues with skilled hands an unerring eye and the latest advances in forensic research an unrelenting blank medical examiner blank blank is determined to unmask a maniac but someone is trying to sabotage blank's investigation from the inside and worse yet someone wants her dead yeah i, I know this one I don't okay know ann's this. got it in fact, I read so many of these Me that I too. probably <laughs> read it, but I don't remember. Oh, I remember it. I uh, stopped reading the series after a while because I found it starting to get formulaic. It did get very formulaic. Hillary, do you have any ideas? Is it the lady that... Uh, I don't know the book, but is it like... Well, hold on. Bobby, do you know? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I gotta take that back. I have, weirdly, a late-breaking inkling. I could read the unredacted, but if you want to, do you want to take a shot? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the. Um, this is all because of all the shitty TV Sam watches. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> well, that I that I watch because it's odd because of Sam. <laughs> 
Um, medical examiner? No. I don't know. I'm going to go back to zeros. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, can oh can I guess it? Hillary, why don't you guess? Because I bet I I know Anne. You know it. I mean, I don't know the title. Because okay. there, as I said, there are so many, and it was so long ago. I don't remember. Who's the author then, is Hillary? It, I don't know if this is right, but is it Sue Grafton? Nope. Oh well, I thought it was maybe one of the like A is for whatever. Mm. Mm. Kinsey Milhone <laughs> yes. was yes. the heroine in that. The PI no. in that. No, this is Patricia Cornwell. Oh. Correct. Oh. Do you know the name of the book? No idea. I, I do. I can't <laughs> even. But uh, it's the K. Scarpetta Medical Examiner Correct. series. Right. Yep. Oh, and, yeah, I, and I'm it. Her cop friend Pete. Um, I can't remember. He his dies name. at some point, but yes. Oh yeah. Spoiler. I Jesus, yeah. Stop reading before that. Okay, they were only all written twenty years, five years ago. The book was post mortem. Oh, okay. Uh huh. I'm gonna withhold, but I thought it might have been momentarily until the end in case it comes up. But I don't think it will come up because I think that's a slightly different genre. I don't think they're dad books. Jean. Anyway, Jean. (laughs) I think they are. K. Scarpetta books. Oh no, those ones are the ones I'm thinking of. I, I we'll we'll get there at the end. Okay. I've put a pin in it. So, Anne, you got three for the author. Mm-hmm. And that's it, huh? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Hillary made a guess. So she yeah, should I get a point. Oh, I you get did a get a guess. I, yep, I you get a point. made an you effort. A I want a trophy. <laughs> she guessed incorrectly. I was going to say, do I get one point for my range of emotion? <laughs> no. That's not on the score sheet. Sorry. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on to round Five. I don't think any of you is going to get this, but we'll see. (laughs) I I don't know. You may. I've seen him in airports. Okay. (laughs) Blank, blank. Tall, lean, late 30s, three times divorced, hair way too long for a cop, had kicked around a while before joining the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. Lucas Davenport at the BCA promised him, we'll only give you the hard stuff. Blank has been doing the hard stuff for three years now, but never anything like this. I have literally no idea. Oh my god, me neither. <laughs> I think it's nice that he gave you the um, Minnesota E1. I mean, I I have not read this series. I don't think it's part of the biggest series that this author has written. But uh, in one in the previous series. There was a whole chase sequence that took place in a, like an industrial area that was not very far from our house, which was very exciting to me when I was twenty. Yeah. Hmm. Anybody? 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 Um, I'm I'm n- useless. Nelson DeMille. That's always that's my. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Interestingly, <laughs> I debated long and hard, and I left Nelson DeMille off the list. So this is. John Sandford, and the Ooh. book is The Dark of the Moon. The series that I'm referring what? to that I have read all of is called The Prey series. So it's Oh, like, I've heard of those. Yeah, like, I don't know, whatever prey. Twisted prey, dangerous prey, <laughs> crazy prey. Mm. I'm very surprised that if there isn't um, a movie series about those or some sort Get of... Get on your knees, hand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Oh, 
That well, was that a was, tricky one. That was, was a short and embarrassing round. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Round six. Ex-military policeman blank blank <laughs> is a drifter. He's just passing through Margrave, Georgia, and in less than an hour, he's arrested for murder. Not much of a welcome. All blank knows is that he didn't kill anybody, at least not here, not lately. <laughs> but he doesn't stand a chance of convincing anyone. Not in Margrave, Georgia. Not a chance in hell. I know it, I think. I know the author. I have a guess at what the name is. I have no idea. None. Do you want to? Do you want to have any idea for one point, Hillary? <laughs> um, uh, what's her face? My mom worked with her, Mary. Um, what is her name? Um, I can tell you, it's already wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but help me. What's her name? Mary Higgins Clark. That's who. That was oh. mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Uh, one of you confident ladies like to tell me who the author of this is. Do you have I the think, author? I think it's Child Lee Child. That's correct. It is Lee Child. <gasps> yes. I don't know what the title Excuse is. Excuse me, though. Anne. I'm keeping the score. Oh, here. <laughs> I mean, it's a ja- it, it's a is it it's just a Jack, Jack Reacher, Reacher book, right? It is a but Jack Reacher uh, book. Was, it, was the first it. title just Jack Reacher, or was it something else? Well, I don't know if it's the first one, but it's not the title of this oh. book. <laughs> Any guesses on the title? I mean, that was my title. That was my guess. Yeah, yeah I didn't I really have a guess on the title. Oh, you get one for effort there. Yep. Uh, Meredith, is there a guess in your mind or is that a no, zero? No, no. The uh, book is Killing Floor. Mm. Killing Floor. Sometimes I feel like they just like are like, okay, verb or whatever. <laughs> the editor comes up with the <laughs> yeah. title after the fact. So well, let's see. Random crime book title generator. Let's see if this exists. <laughs> <clears throat> So yeah, here we go, is, the ultimate bank of 10,000 titles. There the Ghost is, in the Fog. Um, an actual series that follows the plotline of this novel that came out that was on Amazon Prime last year that was just called Jack Reacher. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not starring Tom Cruise. Yes. Starring the other guy who looks way more like Jack Reacher it's, than Tom Cruise does. It's so comedic to me because Dave, I think, has read a fair amount of Jack Reacher's and he's like, when the Tom Cruise one came out, which was like, I don't think that bad, but they, he was like, the whole thing is that he's really big. tall. He's large. Yeah, like he's really Like they describe his thighs like ham hocks. Like he's and just, then he's, he's the six smallest. foot five. They hire the, the smallest he's, guy in Hollywood yeah. to do it. So I did watch the Jack Reacher on um, Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. And my mom watched it too. And we talk about it and you're like, and that guy, whatever his name is, I don't remember, who plays Jack Reacher. Like, I just, like, I don't want to get with him, but his body is just... Isn't it John Krasinski? No. No, he's... no, 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 that's no, Jack, no. That's John Ryan? Oh, John Ryan, yep. yep. Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. No, no, well, this guy is... Well, he's John, but his nickname's Jack. It's like Jack Kennedy. <laughs> I, I By the way, I just, respectful I just asked... respectful get his name. I just asked ChatGPT, write a list of new book titles for the Jack Reacher series. <laughs> Shadow Pursuit, Lone <laughs> Avenger, Deadly Vengeance, Ruthless Justice, Trail of the Hunter, The Reacher Code, The Watcher's Vengeance, Silent Hunter, The Reacher Paradox, The Reckoning Hunt. It just keeps going. I mean, why not? They're all good. Okay, so the guy who plays Jack Reacher in the current series, his name is Alan Richson, and he's just 
a specimen of a man. I'm like, are there's got to be steroids involved there, right? Like yes. how? How? Yes. yes. I feel like, but he's just really interesting to look at as like an object of art. <laughs> it's like me and Michael Phelps, where I'm like, I don't exactly. Wanna, I just want to like touch his stomach. What does it feel like? I, I just want to touch it. Oh yeah, that dude has like the biceps as big as his head. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't want a man like that. It's not what I'm looking for, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, right. Um, my turn. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Much like I, I really feel like I could have gotten this one, but okay. Of course. Um, it is fall. Years before the defection of the Soviet submarine will send him hurtling into oh. confrontation with the Soviets. <laughs> Historian, ex-marine, and CIA analyst blank blank is vacationing in London with his wife and young daughter when a terrorist attack takes place before his eyes. Instinctively. They all, like, instinctively know how to do things. Anyway, instinctively, he dies for to break it up and is shot. It is not until he wakes up in the hospital that he learns whose life, lives he saved, the prince and princess of Wales and their new young son, and which enemies he has made, the Ulster Liberation Army and ultra-left-wing splinter of the IRA. <laughs> do you know the book and the author? I know the author. I can guess at the book. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? I don't think I know either of them. You mean he had me yet? No, I don't actually know, but I had a moment. <laughs> yeah, you sounded like it was obvious, and I was like, oh, Well, shit. I thought it was just going to be Hunt for Red October, but then it took a turn. <sighs> Does anybody want to, Anne, you want to? Well, I think it is Tom Clancy. Yes. Yeah, I, I'll stick with that. My my author guess is definitely Tom Clancy. It just okay. sounds yep. like Tom Clancy. And it is the Jack Ryan series. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But is it I John don't... Krasinski? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Bobby, my first instinct was Hunt for Red October. But I'm going to say the sum of all fears. Bobby, do you mm. have a guess? Uh, I'm trying to... I'm, I've not read a lot of Tom Clancy, really, almost none, although I did read the Hunt for Red October at some point. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um. They're all kind of the same. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of how these books yeah. work. Uh, no, no, I don't have a title guess. I can't come up with one. Okay. So I'll just say that for October. I'll take my point. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, take your point. Meredith, do you have either? I have no clue and I can't even come up with a fake guess for a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> You were all close. It's Patriot Games. It was the oh, other one. Oh, second choice. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Of course. Do you want it? Do you want an Affleck? Do you want a yeah. Baldwin? Or do you want a Ford? You got a Ford. God, yeah. A lot of people did, did Chris Pine do it too? Maybe. But the sum of all here is is Affleck, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But didn't Chris Pine do a later one? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I get that one mixed Where, up with um, clear and present danger. Well, um, Kenneth Branagh played the villain. <laughs> of course he did. He has no lips. He has to play the villain. <laughs> in a in an interesting Russian accent. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, so I'm just writing I'm, down. He has no lips. He has to play the villain. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The the episode title is already "What the fuck, Abraham Lincoln," and we haven't even gotten that far. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Jack Ryan's shadow recruit from 2014. Sure. <laughs> Are we ready for the last one? Yes. Yep. Okay, here we go. Still anyone's game, by the yep. way. Yeah. Oh, really, I'm, so well, I'm shocked, honestly. It's not, it's not Meredith's game, but it's still nope. it's anybody else's game. It's not, I'm not going to win this, and I already know, um, because you're all going to get this. This is 1996, Egypt, searching for a treasure on the Nile, blank pit thwarts the attempted assassination of a beautiful UN scientist investigating a disease that is driving thousands of North Africans into madness, cannibalism, huh. and death. The suspected cause of the raging <laughs> epidemic is vast, unprecedented pollution that threatens to extinguish all life in the world's seas. Racing to save the world from environmental catastrophe, Pitt and his team, equipped with an extraordinary state-of-the-art yacht, run a gauntlet between a billionaire industrialist and a bloodthirsty West African tyrant. In the scorching desert, Pitt finds a gold mine manned by slaves and uncovers the truth behind two enduring mysteries, the fate of a Civil War ironclad and its secret connection with Lincoln's assassination, and the flight, last flight of a long-lost female pilot. Female pilot. Now, amidst the blazing, shifting sands of the Sahara, blank Pitt will make a desperate stand in a battle the world cannot afford to lose. Brad? That sounds like a great book. Brad wow. Pitt. That sounds exciting and really, like, succinct. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Lean. All kind of ties together really well. <laughs> what do we think, guys? Hmm. Who's the author? Anne, do you have a, even just a guess? I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess. Should we all Those. say it? One, two, three. I'm just going to give you all three on everything. <laughs> yeah. Three, three, three. It is Clive Custler's Custler. Sahara. Very <laughs> nice. Oh, Good job. Of our, you know, that guest producer, Gregory Schreckengast, he is a clever, clever man. He is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, he screwed right you, here. though. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's not uncommon. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I... Um, what a what a good way to intro this book though yep yes yeah i mean this master of the transition as i predicted Anne swept us all Anne has a total of 24 points bobby and hillary well bobby and hillary are tied with second for second place with 19 points and i am tailing with 15 it was 19 points more than i thought i was gonna get so yeah (laughs) That was fun. Well, that was great. Yeah, well, that was. takes us into our discussion. You know, usually when we've done these, whatever, three or four book clubs by now, I try to, like, make a little discussion outline. I'm like, what do we want to talk about with this book? And what are the themes? And this time I have said, fuck that. I'm doing no more work for this beyond no, no. reading the book itself. So yep. where do we, I mean, do we want to start with the sexism or the racism? Do you think? Gosh, it's tough. They're so ample for both of them. Uh, ample. Another good, uh, yeah. It, I think uh, it was like maybe your like butt. the second paragraph. <laughs> I, was like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. I know it's funny How? because... You know, like with Verity, which was a extremely silly book that is so wildly popular. I can't even believe it. Um, please go look at the New York Times bestseller list and how many entries are call or Coho, Colleen Hoover. It's wild. Yep. Um, 
But with a, this... A, a person who I know in the wild, who not, I'm friends with, but an older woman, all she posted on Facebook the other day was a picture of the book cover of Verity because she was finally reading it. <laughs> and all of her friends were like, oh, what do you think? It's so good. It's so well written. You're like, really? It's yep. so wild. Yep. I would say... I would say with we're all the wrong business. We should just I, keep turning out yeah. shitty novels. With this book, I went through a real journey with it. Okay, with Verity, it was not well written, but I was like entertained most of the time. Like I was like, "Wow, this book is wild! Like this is a crazy." Yeah, wild book. it was weird. This one, I really went through like waves. Like the very beginning, I was kind of like. This is like racist and boring and bad. Like the four prologues. Yes. And I'm like, what is is happening? And then I, there were parts where I was like, Ooh, like I'm kind of being entertained by this. And then he would go into some jag about describing something or something really boring. Fighter planes. And I would float above and be like, what are you listening to? What is going on right now? And like, I would just go (laughs) into a different part of my brain and think about something else. Like I was like, I just can't deal with this and it's then because I, he would deliver college lectures about minerals to us <laughs> for a half an hour that's why maybe it's worth like just mentioning sort of the structure of this book yes. a little bit so like the first prologue you start in 1860 last year of the civil war and there's a a, a battle with this confederate warship and then you go to this dude who's leading a tourist safari through the Sahara, which, okay, Fun. and something terrible happens. Then you go to this research, uh, is she a biochemist? Like, whatever. More importantly, what do her boobs look like? She's pretty, and that's all we care about. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we actually get into our, pro. I was going to say our hero, but I don't know. Let's just call him protagonist, Dirk Pitt, <laughs> who is, is a name. I know. <laughs> who is a marine engineer. Is that a thing? Not uh, that I've ever heard of, who, who but what do I know? Who works for the National, National Underwater Marine Association. I'll give him credit for this. If you invent a job nobody ever knew existed, you can give it whatever attributes you want. Absolutely. And he he is the most impossible manly man, can do anything, build anything, drive anything. Uh, Strategize um, about any right. warfare. Banter with Clever anyone. quips. Yep. Handsome. He kills just, people with his hands. Apparently has no... Um, care for his own skin just the most sort of ridiculous non-man man that has ever existed Dirk Pitt dies of skin cancer (laughs) (laughs) but for all of that like the constant rhapsodizing on his virtues and those of his uh, sidekick Al Giardino he's very inconsistent on how he describes people for the most part. Like, I don't feel like there's any real character development other than he's a manly man because they were reacting so strangely in all kinds of different situations. Like there was never any character through line. They just sort of um, were man Barbie dolls that uh, <laughs> reacted as Clive Cussler required them to react for the story. 
So well, and the the problem I had with the Dirk character is that he's the hero ish, but he has zero flaws. Like he's such an uninteresting yep. person because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with him. Everything he does is perfect and right and correct and works and is always good. Yep. And that's really boring. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. he has this plan at the end that everybody's like, well, that's really dangerous. And I'm not sure if that's going to work, but I think it might work. And then, of course, the sixth or seventh works. time they did that, I really lost count. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why, you know, eight men with guns couldn't take on the entire <laughs> army of Molly. <laughs> Which, I mean, speaking of the racism, I mean, the way that they talk about the people of Molly, like they are Ugh. basically, you know, developmentally disabled. Like, I mean, it was like, <laughs> there, fin- yes, there were, there were two different tracks that he took. One was the noble savage mm-hmm. and one was like the piggish dictator. Yes. Well, and he actually says the word savage like 50 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kept being I mean, like, he's talking about zombies, but still, like, wh- wh- why? I was, I was like, this book is so 90s in that, like, I mean, it yep. was obviously written in the 90s. But the way that the so little or no nuance about, like, our relationship towards, you know, the people of Africa or Mali or the Middle East. Which he calls the third world like 50 times <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, our ideas have been evolving. But this book was written in like 94? Yes. Something it wasn't. Like that? I think it was 92. But yeah. I mean, it, even like the scientists are using that language. Yeah. It's yeah. talking about 1970. Yeah. No, it was it was pretty like and just how hor- horrific the land of Molly was and I'm like I'm sure that it's not like you know he just basically like it's trash like why would you ever want to go there why would you ever want to live there because nobody says anything nice about Molly ever 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 in this book (laughs) you would think he would like make up a country you know that just didn't exist so I don't know I don't know but I guess it was successful enough that it doesn't really matter he's like I can offend an entire nation I have enough money it's fine yep and you know, okay, so that's yeah. the racism. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the sexism, equally offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there are okay. There are two women in this novel, right? Are there any others? Do they ever have a conversation with one another that's not about a man? No, no. Yeah, this they never talk to any to each other. (laughs) Well, there's the there's the very ugly woman. Yeah, there's the ugly fat woman who the ugly fat woman who has legs like tree trunks. Malika, who is wearing dirty a dirty dress, and loves to whip people. Wait, with a thong? What is a thong? What is a thong? it's It's like a strap with a like a knot tied in it. Okay. Is what it is. So like a piece of rope that has a, a big knot tied in it. I always it. thought of it like a sling. So I didn't really get Mm-mm. why you would be hitting people with that. Okay. <laughs> um, be very but... careful in how you Google that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's because why I even, didn't. Even when you add like modifiers Weapon. like leather thong strap, <laughs> still no. not okay. No. <laughs> But I do actually have the description of our um, love interest slash biochemist, uh, Ava Rojas, who was played by 
someone Penelope Cruz. In the movie. Penelope, Penelope Cruz. Cruz. That's yeah. right. How dare you um, mix them up? I, well, I saw <laughs> it so long ago. I can't remember. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, it's here on. It starts on page forty-four of of my um, paperback copy. She wore a coral one-piece stretch jersey bathing suit that fit her like a second skin. Jersey? Her arms and shoulders were covered by a matching top. She stood gracefully, lightly, and her body was firm, the limbs slim and tan. Her red-gold hair was tied in a long braid that fell down her back almost to her waist and glistened under the sun like polished copper. She stared from Dresden blue eyes that glowed from a face with smooth skin and high cheekbones. Eva was 38, but could have easily passed for 30. She would never make the cover of Vogue, but she was pretty with a vibrant wholesomeness that men, even much younger men, found very appealing. What is this bullshit? (laughs) I was so irritated. I was like, even much younger men than 38? Oh. He he calls her eyes Dresden blue, or maybe somebody's eyes. That he yep. says that again. Yeah, he, he uses that about, same I mean, descriptor a couple times. Because it is an uh, official shade of blue, I think. It's just somewhere. a weird thing to use more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it's it's strange. Oh, there is another woman. It's the Secretary General of the <laughs> oh, UN, right? right? Yeah. Also, who is also, also described as extremely yes. uh, attractive. Muriel is that Muriel Hog Hog. Well, because it, it sounded like when he heard her name at some point, he was like, mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, wait, she, def- wait. she definitely was in a previous Wait, I'm sorry, book. Hillary. Wait, 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 wait. Hillary, what was he like? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cause I, I think it's a reference back to an earlier book. Okay. Where yeah, where they I think she must have <laughs> had an encounter. I I wrote down a note about a because dis- the way he was describing women was just like fully insane. So I kept writing things down, and one of the ones I wrote down, and I don't even remember who it was attributed to, but this woman was quite tall and built like a starving fashion model. She wore no makeup, which <laughs> oh, was yeah. just as well. A complete makeover by Beverly Hills's top beauty salon would have been a wasted effort. Uh-oh. I couldn't figure out what that meant. Does that mean, Does that that mean she she's was ugly? So, so ugly that no amount of makeup could help her? Or she was so beautiful she that any makeup would have been a waste of time? I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah, my my notes are like, he's constantly surprised at like a woman being strong. And that, I mean that in a bad way. Like he's like, ugh. Like she's so strong, especially. Gross. Oh, yeah. So. So after Dirk Pitt and and Co have gotten themselves deep into Molly, uh, eventually a special UN tactical force is sent to rescue them, which I suspect does not exist. I did not research if the UN strike force troops exist, but uh, he notes with you know surprise and wonder that there are some lady commandos and even refers to them as lady commandos. Ew. And when he talks about how dangerous they are. As a force, he's like, any one of them could break your arm. Even the women. <laughs> Come on, man. That's so... Oh, but really, the, the most offensive part of all of this, beyond the objectification, <laughs> as if that wasn't enough, is at the very end, they're making the last stand. They're incredibly outnumbered. They believe that they're, the men are it's all like going to get Alamo. slaughtered. It's like the Alamo. Right. And then the yep. people that they've, the women and children and whatever that they've rescued from this gold mine <laughs> are going to be raped and brutalized and murdered. And they're like, I'm not letting that happen to them. So they prepare to kill 
all the quote unquote women and children before that happens. And, and Dirk Pitt is a few seconds away from murdering Eva. (laughs) And the infantilization of that, like a woman can't be trusted to make her own decision about that. They're just going to come and like put them down so that, you know, the invaders don't come and get their grubby paws all over. It's just, Ugh. it's disgusting. It is disgusting. so gross. Is what it is. And then I said, when he, like, when he found her for the first time, I said, ew, why did he kiss her when he rescued her? Like, it sounded like it was like a passionate kiss. And I was like, she just got choked to <laughs> Nobody death. Nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Take me to the hospital. Well, maybe you just don't know that you want that because you've never met Dirk Pitt. Perhaps. Well, then after he kisses her, they go on to have a very long expository conversation about what she's doing in, I think they were in Egypt at that time. Yeah. Right? So this book is full of conversations. Like when you're writing, you know how you're supposed to show, not tell. This yeah. book is full of it telling just tells yep. and tells and, and, and tells, so and like, tells again and again and again he'll narrate <laughs> the encounter and the uh that dirk is having and then dirk will get on the phone with his superior and <laughs> tell, ex- tell. describe it to the superior <laughs> and then the superior will go to the president <sighs> and describe it again to the president and then the president will have a meeting with all his advi- advisors and they'll describe what happened again and i'm like I got it the first time. <laughs> the number of times they describe Red Tide made me want to kill myself. I could not believe how many times they're like, it's going to choke off all the oxygen to the blah, 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 blah. like yeah, just so, over and over. So this is something that I found kind of surprising is and then all this like daring do Confederate <laughs> naval, yeah, whatever yeah. military planes, the whole reason that this um, caper comes about is because there is pollution seeping into, we find out, the river that is poisoning the land and that is interacting with dinoflagellates, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a word I read way too many times yep. in the ocean that's creating this um, unnatural red tide that's going to choke the entire word world of oxygen and the world is going to die within the next four months if they don't find the source of this pollution. So this whole book hinges on an environmental plot, which I did not expect at all from nope. this guy. <laughs> that they're determined to um, divert an ecological disaster but also really glorifying the civil war like yeah. the the confederates at the same mm-hmm. time <laughs> oh yeah that was weird yes. yeah with no like and he's not uh, southern he's it's um, in my the back cover of the book it says Cussler divides his time between denver colorado and paradise valley arizona which and he is was not raised in california like yeah what <laughs> I don't know. He just admires those Confederates, I guess. Well, yeah, there was no like, we know that was kind of bad, but, you know, this is an artifact or whatever. It was like, no, the grand Confederate ship, the Texas or whatever. Yeah. Were you proud of that? Oh, I was so proud. I was so proud. (laughs) Yay. What a legacy for you. Abraham Lincoln was on it. Yeah. So should we talk about the Texas? So what a good conspiracy theory. This is one I have not heard. It is that that they the 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 rebels captured Abraham Lincoln, 
put them on a ship, and then they f- they escaped through like Union fire out to the ocean, and then wound up in the Sahara. Yeah, <laughs> I guess is that in eighteen sixty whatever the Did Sahara was wet. I I can yeah. understand you know shifting climates and all that, and that there may have been some point in the past where the Sahara was like not a desert. Pangea. I don't think it was in the eighteen sixties. I don't think it was that recently. Yeah, I don't yeah, I think to you remember could sail a Confederate warship up up the is it the Niger River or the yeah. Niger? How did the audiobook say it? Because I always think it's Niger from the French. I think they um, said Niger. I think they said they Niger did. too. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, but even though he goes to great plain, um, lengths to talk about how this is a shallow draft, ironclad, so it's very good for like rivers, not good for going across the ocean, enormous ocean, right? But you know, if perchance by some miracle it did make the trip, it could theoretically go up a river. I'm like, no, dude, no, yeah. no, like. What is the point of this in terms of the larger plot? Good question. Because it has absolutely no effect on the outcome of anything. Now, the subplot mm, slash prologue with the lady aviatrix Kitty Manic, <laughs> that comes back around where they do find her plane and their plane, her plane is the reason they can yeah, sail, yeah. W- ground sail across the desert. But the Abraham Lincoln thing <laughs> and the Confederate ship has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Was- yeah. Yeah. I kept waiting for it to make sense and it just wouldn't do it. It was so weird. And wait, did y'all catch? I, I might have gone into like a hypnotic state when I was listening to this. But when the guy was there like researching, you know whatever conspiracy theories or like, you know, the book of secrets or whatever. Um, like he's like, and this is what they did to fake the moon landing. I'm like, wait, what? The yep. moon landing? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. They just breezed right one, past that. That one took a little side blow just <laughs> along the way. It's like, know. here's the fake moon landing footage <laughs> in the archives of the government. Yeah. This and is I'm just like, the Indiana minute. Jones ending, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where they I wheel mean, all are, this shit away. Is that a throwaway line to establish that the government is capable of making false statements because to yes. go along with the Lincoln was kidnapped thing, then it, the assassination was faked because uh, they hired an actor who looked like Lincoln and the whole thing was staged and John Wilkes Booth actually uh, uh, w- never d- wasn't shot also and lived out the rest of his days in comfort s- somewhere. Sure. Like, it, are we just doing the moon landing hoax? <laughs> Just to lend a little bit of credibility to this other hoax. Yeah, I think so. I'm like, it's- it just made me think that the author is a total conspiracy yes. theorist. Yes, yes. exactly, yes. exactly. Like, what else does he buy? Like, what else does yeah. he think? Like, I want to know his thoughts. I guess about the Kennedy assassination and oh, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was wow. It was like James. Bondian, but yes, except that he was like so horny for war that it was like, you know, like in James Bond, it's sort of like I always liked James Bond, and that it was like 
it seems sort of like more espionage ish, and I kind of enjoy that too. This was just like war. I love war, mm-hmm. and I want to. I love to kill brown people. And yep. also, I mean, he kills two people with his bare hands in the first page. Yeah, and he does like. I mean, I know that. But these, they weren't good people, and yeah, that's sure. the thing. Is like I know that these people are like. He was saving a white woman. It's fine. <laughs> they're like bad people, but the way that he. Kills he could have just broken their legs. It's so like dark and devious. Like it wasn't just yep. like when he, you know, made the guy tan and then and I understand the guy was like really evil. I get it. But I was like, just shoot him. I mean, like, I don't really under if you want to kill him, it just seems weird to be like Yeah, they're torturing people. Yeah. Just Oh I'm, yeah, let's let's talk about this gold mine, right? <laughs> so instead of just murdering the people that they don't want spreading their secrets around the evil French industrialist who's built the solar powered hazardous waste incinerator plant that's actually not incinerating very much hazardous waste (laughs) and also is storing nuclear waste in leaky barrels underground that guy um (laughs) so he wants to get rid of anybody that finds out his secret why doesn't he just shoot them yeah. At some point Instead, early he on, he's sends like them all to the gold mines. <laughs> yeah. It's very like Austin Powers. Like I'm going to, you're going to be eaten by these like, you know, bass or whatever. These mutant yeah. sharks with freaking <laughs> yeah. lasers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like he <laughs> so unnecessary <laughs> at some point, the dictator is like, yeah, I made a mistake. I should have killed those. I should have killed that person. And it's like, well, you sh- clearly didn't learn your lesson because you're keeping right. all these other people who know your secrets alive and enslaved in a gold mine. Yeah. And the whole the whole point is to show how evil this person is that, you know, instead of letting them off with an easy bullet to the head, he's going to make them work out their pathetic short lives in his gold mines but it seems to be a very small gold mine operation like <laughs> when they rescue everybody there's only like 30 people there and well they only rescue the french pe- the white people that's true yeah that's good yeah. but i didn't get the sense that it was really that populated of a gold mine yeah. and if you were going to kidnap people and send them to the gold mine why would you send like french white collar workers like and yeah. their wives and children? And children. They're, they're very good workers. <laughs> like you'd get the most productivity out of them in the in the hand and why in nineteen ninety two are we mining gold by hand? Because <laughs> it's Molly, it's the third world, Anne. <laughs> yeah, but it's Yves Massard or whatever billionaire mm-hmm. French industrialist. <laughs> like seems like there should be some machinery involved with this it just it makes so little sense any of it it's yeah it's almost silly to ask these questions because none of it makes sense (laughs) that's true this book makes sense only if you accept the i don't know fictional reality of all this abraham lincoln notwithstanding (laughs) but what like where this stuff is reasonable these actions are reasonable but then he spends so much time telling us how the corrupt um malian military general is so like craven and outrageous i'm like well is this a world where it's reasonable to do this or is it a world where it's not reasonable to do this i don't know nobody knows nobody knows and guys, this book was not short. No, no my God. God. It was so long. It really could have done with some editing. Yeah, yes. And like Anne was saying, maybe like cut the description of 
like thir- like I'm going to tell some like the game of telephone that they play of telling people the the news. Um, yeah, yeah. There was I, many things that could be cut and just disagree. Yeah, yeah. I have one more Abraham Lincoln question. Mm-hmm. Um, was he gay? I I did not think that that was going to be the ending after they discover Lincoln. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Referencing um, uh, another piece of high art, the episode of The Simpsons, where Lisa discovers that Jebediah Springfield was actually a murderous pirate named Jebediah Springfield. Mm-hmm. Mm, um, at the very end of the episode, she's about to expose him to the to the whole audience, the whole town of Springfield. And then she gets up and she's got a microphone and she just says Jebediah Springfield was was great. And she realizes that the uh, it's sort of like the the Batman Two Face uh, Harvey Dent thing, like mm-hmm. that we need the story more than we need the truth. Right, and I we just ha- kind we of have ass- to have our heroes. You're right. right. I assumed this was going to go the same way. I was like, we're, they're just going to like bury it and mm-hmm. never talk about it again. And I was very yeah. ready for that ending. And then they didn't do that. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't buy the argument anyway. Like we can't tell the public what hap- what really happened to Abraham Lincoln because it would throw society into a panic and oh, you know, the very okay. foundation of we our society would have society to abolish would... the penny. Yeah. <laughs> if we knew that his mummified corpse was in the desert of Mali for 150 odd years. Um I I yeah, I don't I don't know. But then they take his bones home and bury him at the base of the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, okay. Okay. And everybody is like, yay, Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, Lincoln. Oh, it just, Anne, have you seen, you said you've seen the movie. Yeah, I saw it in the theaters for some reason. Well, we know why. 2005. Not Matthew McConaughey. That's true. Not not Penelope Cruz. Oh, I know. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn it makes any property he's in better. Yes. By I want to watch this movie now. I haven't ever seen it. I don't think. I know. I actually, I meant to do it because I finished the book like on f- last Sunday and I was like, oh, I'll just watch the movie again for shits and giggles. But I didn't get around to it. So I do. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't good, but I'm kind of interesting, uh, interested to watch it. To see how much of the book, because I remember the solar powered nuclear, I mean, not nuclear, hazardous waste plant. Uh, I don't remember Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Maybe they were like, too hot. We can't do this. this we well, can't. there was a lawsuit over Abraham this book. <laughs> it was a long time ago, man. Yeah. I remember a lot of trekking over desert sand dunes, which we learned you actually should not do. Um, Even though they do it. Even though even though they do it, and and by the way, the fact that these people met these two men essentially walked across the desert for a week <laughs> with no, with no water and didn't die physically uh, impossible. Not, but I just yeah. thought that would be a moot point to bring yeah. up. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> all of this movie to suspend. is physically impossible. But he's so strong. Was, they had they each they started out with two liters of water and that lasted them for a week. Nope. And they didn't, like, get third degree sunburns and, you know, heat stroke and... Mm, no. 
They're... And they could drive a 1930s luxury automobile through the <laughs> desert with no roads, well, no duh. problem. They can do Can't anything. You? Can we talk about the improbability of this love story and how ridiculous that is? Yeah, they sure got in deep fast, didn't they? Uh, yeah. So she, so Dirk saves Eva from assassins who want right. to kill her because she's getting too close i guess although that's right. never really like obvious because she's part of the world health organization and they're <laughs> in mali and the surrounding countries um investigating reports of people who have i, I mean zombies they become how zombies. they talk about it but yeah people who've got really sick and and i guess somebody doesn't want her snooping around yeah, so Dirk happens to be watching her weirdly on the beach because she's hot, and then he <laughs> did pops you not up. hear about the Dresden blue eyes? <laughs> oh, I did hear they were Dresden blue. Yeah, he uh, he pops up and saves her by snapping the necks, like shooting an arrow comically through one of their heads, I guess, and then like snapping the neck of the other one, <laughs> and then. They go to dinner where I made a note that she's like afraid of the yogurt. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, a I really weird about detail. Because she's like, ew, gross. Like, this is gross and weird. And then she's like, mm, yum, yum, yum. Actually, it's good. <laughs> Don't yeah, you know you're a woman and you're supposed to love yogurt? Come on. <laughs> it makes you poop. Just um, before those commercials, <laughs> I guess. I, and then, I really it, thought that I had, like, accidentally fast-forwarded through some stuff because I was like, wait, 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 wait. They're on, like, a date now? Like, I'm so confused as to what's happening here. Like, oh, no, you weren't. You, it <laughs> well, didn't make like, any <laughs> sense. They just happened to be. Go he kissed her right after she almost got strangled to death. Yeah. And yep. then they go on a date. And then she disappears for, like, 90% of the book. Yep. And nothing has changed, so she serves zero purpose other really than being the love interest. She's there to be like a damsel in distress who he like kind of wants to rescue, sort of. Yeah, she does nothing other than that. And then, so she doesn't take him home, but she does think, well, I do owe him. Oh, God, yeah. Remember that? Yep. But then she decides against it because she's a pure virginal angel. Yeah. She has those, um, those dresses. My blue favorite eyes. kind of angel. <laughs> yep. He finds I, her I, then. I Googled Dresden blue color, by the way. <laughs> it's not that nice of a color. And also, there are a lot of different opinions on what it is. Oh, Pantone, Dresden blue. There we go. <laughs> is it a good color for eyes? Not really. It's I mean, fine. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. They're they're blue. They're fine. It's yeah. fine. They're blue. That's like in um, Sweet Valley High. They always described the girls' eyes as yep. like cornflower blue. Yes. And I was like, what <laughs> is yep. that? Because that was a crayon. <laughs> yes. But I said it earlier, but the reuse of the word gamely <laughs> really <laughs> got annoying after a while. I don't think I've ever seen the word gamely used so many times. Dressed in blue, gamely. Yeah, he do, he has a he has a limited vocabulary. Maybe is yeah, that yep. what's going on here? Yes. So, but then Ava pops up as a prisoner in the mine. She's taken captive by the bad guys, and of course, he has to save her. And at some point, he's like, "I'll be back for you," or something. I don't remember what cheesy thing he said. And she's like, "Well, now I have a reason to live." Gross. It's like, penis. why? Because this dude who took you <laughs> out to eat for yogurt. 
<laughs> and you felt kind of bad because you didn't let him in and give him a blowy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Love story of the century, I guess. Well, and it's funny because, like, obviously, I knew I had not seen the movie, but I knew it was who it starred. And so I just assumed she was going to be a bigger role. And I was like, oh, where'd she go? She's just been gone this whole time. I mean, she does nothing. She doesn't do anything. No. 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 I mean, what's his face? Um, the Steve Zahn character. Giardino. Yeah, he has yeah. way more of a role. Like, he is his He's life partner. He's his life partner yeah. on this. Like, she is just an ancillary kind of... Mm-hmm. Anyway. Is he the one who, because like early on, like one of the signs, I forget who it was because I blacked out and hated it, but the there's some, at some point on the yacht, one of the scientists like grabs two huge guns in both hands and then like totally gets his shot with both of them. Um, Or is that Rudy? It might have been Rudy. Oh, I don't right. know. That. Who I was, was played like, by okay. Rain Wilson in the movie. I know. Yay. <laughs> I just saw that. I have not seen the movie. I, I thought the same thing. I thought about watching it last night, and then I just didn't do it. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I Me, too. Yeah. Me Sam, too. Sam says she's seen it. She remembers it being fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, like a like a B-minus bad action movie kind of But deal. we love like, a B-minus bad action yeah. movie. Like, like that's it's the perfect better thing than this heart. book. I'm into it. Well, I read that I think... Uh, Benefits from low expectations. Yes. Yeah. I read that it, yeah. like, um, it did okay on the box office, but it was really expensive to make, so I don't think yep. it made back the money that it No, cost. I think it... Mm, I saw it somewhere. I mean, the box office gross was, like, half of budget plus promotion costs, mm. so... And they promoted the hell out of it yep like Matthew so that was the one and only Dirk Pitt movie <laughs> yeah yeah I read that the so the I don't know if it was the studio but like the studio sued Clive Cussler and he sued sued them oh there was like a whole lot of litigation and because it was a huge flop at the box office and so they sued him because he trash talked it um, oh. before it came out saying that they ruined his book oh, and then I they mean... sued he sued them for like ruining his book or something and nobody won like nothing happened because well the lawyers won <laughs> the lawyers won yeah well i mean not that i care that much about it but there is that long established practice of studios buying ips and then just completely changing them and you're like well why did you buy this if yeah. you weren't going to stay mm-hmm. have some sort of basic faithfulness to it because like I mean, we you... talked about the jack reacher casting with tom cruise matthew mcconaughey is n- nothing like dark pit in no. any way no. yeah i thought you were about to cite my autographed copy of dirty dancing to havana nights <laughs> <laughs> but they also i mean they the 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 studio says they gave him like total creative control so it's like i doubt it this is his fault or i don't know i didn't, we didn't have care four different <laughs> four different versions of the same conversation going on we've never seen <laughs> oh, my oh my god yeah it so was, um, the time the time has come to rate this mm-hmm. does anybody have oh yeah they mm-hmm. want to what do we what do we rate this on what's the scale well, obviously, it's uh, however, Thongs. well, I was going to say Abraham Lincoln's on the Confederate <laughs> worship. Like <laughs> How many slaves in a gold mine? <laughs> Oof. Oh, God. No, we will get aggregated. We can't oh, wait. Do that. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 
Can we talk about for a second the fact that they were stranded in the desert and they were like trying to conserve water by breathing through their nose and then they stumble upon a cave and then give each other lectures about cave paintings and history <laughs> and eras real quick? I can't I cannot let that go by without mention. Let's pause dying for a second and talk about the Paleolithic era. Well, it, I mean, it's it's like we've referenced the the meat cute uh, are you are you done being strangled? Uh, let's kiss, yep. and now let's talk about <laughs> biochemistry for a while. <laughs> it's <laughs> this whole book is full of of no transitions. Like no, every, yes. everybody always says, whenever he has a point that he wants to make, they just have a conversation about it in the middle of whatever mm-hmm. else is going on. Yeah, it's like battle going on. Okay, let's talk real quick. Let's break it down. <laughs> It was so ludicrous. It really was just, again, there were parts that were, I don't know, move the plot along. So you're like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, how is this all going to resolve? Mm-hmm. You know? How are but, they going to get out of this one? But the crazy thing is, is I was like, okay, how is this going to resolve? And I look at how much time I have left. And I have like two and a half hours left. Well, it's not going to resolve mm-hmm. anytime soon. And then there was. Can it be resolved, please? Was like weirdly quick and weird at the end i was like wait that's it okay okay abraham lincoln okay all right we're done all right it was just weird it was just weird it was a weird yeah and they got the samples of the pollution and the world scientists made a cure and we saved the world yay (laughs) was how it went in the end and then we found abraham lincoln's corpse on a boat in the desert the end So how many Lincoln top hats are you giving this? <laughs> Oof. So, I mean, what are we scaling this on? Yeah. Do we, is it all books ever is the scale or is it dad books? I, yeah, yeah, that's tough because... Let's do dad books. It's dad probably books unfair is... to, to, to weigh this against a good book. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, even against dad books, honestly. Like, I know, like yeah. two maybe? And we went, uh, we underwent this whole exercise to try to pick like a classic goodish one. Yeah. Boy, did we fail. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I guess I made an error there by picking the most popular book and one of the most popular dad series of all times and thinking that mm, it might be good. (laughs) Well, it was super fun to talk about how much I didn't like it. I will say, kind of like Verity. In that, I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous in parts. I mean, some mm-hmm. of it was boring, but then the the racism perked me up a little bit, and so did the sexism, where I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, at yep. least I was paying attention then. Got your blood flowing. <laughs> yes. I mean, it wasn't boring. No, no. Like, yeah. I was kind of insulted by it, <laughs> but it wasn't boring. <laughs> oh, my confession is that I bought the paperback because I was really excited to, like, read a paperback, just because it's not That's- something I do very often. I gave up uh, like 10 pages in and had to go to the audiobook Because it was so boring? Because it was yeah. just so hard to just... That first chapter with the Confederate battle and the ship escaping, that was rough stuff. Because there was a lot of talking about yeah. yes. cannons, cannons and ammunitions parts. and that stuff. Yeah. The endless exposition about Red Tide kind of put me to sleep. I yeah, I guess I should say I wasn't not bored. There were some slow parts. Yes. Mm-hmm. There were some definite slow parts and there was a lot of repetition. Yep. There sure was. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I got to page five hundred and sixty eight <laughs> kind of faster than I expected <laughs> yes. to. Yes. So yeah. that's something. 
<sighs> and there are some maps it. in the paperback to look at. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you can see the map of Mali and where the gold mine is and the, the old foreign legion fort and the solar facility. Cool. And then there's just like a drawn picture of Abraham Lincoln just like floating <laughs> down the uh, Just a skeleton with a top hat on. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but there is a profile on the, the cover of this paperback edition has the profile of Abraham Lincoln, like on the penny, like in front of a rising sun, oh sort of God. an orange sun. So the audiobook cover is like, an old car plowing through the desert. <laughs> yes. That was such a small part of the whole thing. <sighs> I don't know. I give it one and a half top hats out of five. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's pretty I bad. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. I mean, one seems because I wasn't entirely bored, but two means that like I. Yeah, and I might have to agree with you. I'm going to go with one and a half. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no good. I mean, right then. there's there are better dad authors and books out there for yeah. sure. I so- yeah. yeah, we should have picked a Michael Bald- Baldacci. <laughs> yes. <airport. laughs> yes. Well, we can do sure. this again. Yes. This is not the end yeah. of the line yeah, we for can, dad books. Maybe we can take a dad book mulligan. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> I'm also very curious if anyone out there actually read this book. When yes. we mentioned it last week. Yes. So if you did, please, please, please yeah. tell us also, what you thought. We're sorry. Yeah. I want to um. know. <sighs> well, that does take us to our question of the week, which is who is your favorite dad author? If we're going to try do the mulligan and try this again, yeah, maybe we what's a better, a better suggestion? A better mm-hmm. recommendation? Yes. Tell yeah. us, please. I, yes, I would like to know. If you just want to give us the author, that's fine. If you have a specific book that you think we should look into, yeah, we'll take suggestions. Yep. Please. Um, and if anyone has doubted the power of AI, I'll post this when I post the show in the Facebook group. I asked the chat GPT to write a novel plot in the style of Clive Cussler, and I have pasted it into our Slack channel. Boy, it and sure if did. You, if you didn't tell me this was this was AI, I would just assume this is another Dirk Dirk Pitt adventure. Yep. yep. I think yeah. the name of the of the female protagonist is the thing that would give it away for me. Aaliyah Juko. Yeah. <laughs> But the rest of it is the rest of it is fully (laughs) believable. Well, she's the the beautiful and brilliant archaeologist, Aaliyah Juco. Of course. (laughs) Who shares his passion for discovery and adventure. Yeah, but then they find themselves in a race against time to unlock the secrets of the lost city of Atlantis before the villains get to get their hands on the artifact and use its power for evil. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Uh, like somebody watched the Raiders of the Lost. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Good thing that Dirk Pitt proves once again he's the ultimate hero. Yep. As per he is. He is God. those green eyes. <laughs> I have to laugh because this robot's taking my my job any day now. <laughs> it's taking all of our jobs. We better watch out. Yep. All uh, right. Well, I thought it was a good thing we had the quiz because there wasn't a lot to say about yes. this book. And yeah. once again, we've proven me wrong. <laughs> well, there wasn't we can... a lot positive to say about <laughs> yes. it. A lot to so, say. Yeah. But we certainly could fill up a lot of time. Yep. Always. But before we end, let's go to Tishi Recommends, where I talk about something that's actually good that I've seen. And I talked to you guys about it because I wanted the profile on Meredith's HBO Max. 
You got it, dude. <laughs> because I wanted to watch The Last of Us adaptation uh, that came out. And I mean, I don't know. Like, my social media is full of people talking about how amazing the last week's episode was. So I, But I don't know if, like, the larger society is all into The Last of Us or not. Because it sure seems like everybody is. But I don't, I don't know what the public consciousness is of the show but the last I think of us it, is, the consensus is that it's good I've every, seen a lot of people talking every about every single gay podcaster that I listen to which are like a, a lot are now obsessed yeah yeah so it started out as a video game in a long time ago like 2012 13 14 something like that and it, it is a post-apocalyptic zombie um, video game we get to blow away a lot of zombies um and that normally does not attract me but the video game was the first time i ever saw anything where i realized that video games could be art because it is so well written and scripted and acted because it's motion capture Mm. and uh asks a lot of questions and not just you know are humans the real monsters because of course they are (laughs) um but i've seen avatar right it's it's got all the zombie um, accoutrement of that sort of thing, but it's so much better done and and wrestles with some really thorny moral questions. And I think everybody that's familiar with the game has thought this would make a great live action whatever. I mean, I think they talked about a movie for years, but you could never do this in a movie because you play the game for like 25 hours. But um, they finally did make a TV show and it's, amazing it's so good and i think it's one of the few um shows that has managed to be pretty faithful to the original property while still being able to expand and bring in some different things and and change some strategic things now there are some fanboys that are pretty like upset of course but it's the most nitpickiest of stuff like if you were gonna get upset about any changes then what's the point of even having it be a tv show just yeah. watch the game in theater mode or whatever it is but um but it's a it, it was a really cinematic script to begin with and they've just done a wonderful job and i cried at the first episode and i cried at the second episode mm-hmm. and then at the last week's episode i sobbed like a baby that's what i heard is that people were like i can't even breathe i'm crying so hard it was one of the most moving and beautiful hours of television i've ever seen in a zombie apocalypse yeah plot so if that you know i don't know what else i can say and if even if you just wanted to watch that one episode it's pretty much standalone more or less but i do recommend the whole series it's not it's a little there's like the zombies are kind of gross i did see a picture because i don't like clusters of things and i was like oh it's it's not like it's not scary because you know i don't like scary stuff very much it's a little bit horrifying in in the way of zombie apocalypses but um but it's also this is scary kind of grounded in science as to how this happened yeah and um they did their they did their research anyway, so it's a great show. And um, if if you don't have HBO Max, just ask Meredith; she'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. I, I do kind of want to watch it just because I've heard such good things, and I do. I really I I know it's just the one episode, but I love Murray Bartlett 
so much. I think he's such a cutie. And yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. But listen, watch the other episodes yeah. for Pedro Pascal. Yes, yes. All right. I'm going to check it out. Fine, fine, fine. Now that I'm done with, it really was like an albatross. I'd be like listening to a podcast. I'm like, Hillary, you got to go listen to, you got to go listen to Sahara. And I'm like, but you know, the teen part of me is like, but I don't want to listen to Sahara. So now that I have past me. <laughs> I know. I was like 50 pages. That's your goal. 50 pages. And then you can do something else. <laughs> but I don't want to. I'm like listening. Like if you do 50 pages 11 times, then you'll be done. <laughs> Eat your vegetables before you have your dessert. Come I on. I know. <sighs> All right. Get involved with the show. Um, after you tell us who your favorite non Clive Cussler um dad author is. I mean you can what say that. What if it's that. Clive Cussler? Yeah. <laughs> Live Lussler. Okay. I'm 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 sorry. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. We ha it's fine. It's just we have different tastes and you're yeah. looking for different things in your reading. That's that's cool. That's fine. That's fine. Totally cool. It's fine. Um I mean whatever. I you like like a little sexism and a little racism. In your <laughs> yeah. Spices it up. Whatever. I ran th that one that was like Rafe the male nanny or whatever, the buff male nanny. I mean listen. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? Well, our, the, our whole guiding principle of our book club is we don't want to read anything and be improved. Yeah. By it. And I think this we've definitely really accomplished. We yeah. are excelling there. We're doing great. We yep. We're not trying to make out that this is going to make us better people or anything. We're, we're not too ashamed to read shitty books. Exactly. Uh, all right. Get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Uh, join the Facebook group. Facebook group out yourself if you're a, like in the Cli Cli I can't pronounce it Clive Cussler fan <gasps> the Clive Hive yeah it's kind of a tongue twister and it's um the show we didn't even talk about how he wrote himself into the book oh, oh, yes! gross. I was actually just about to bring that up but we're really pushing two hours <laughs> I, really I was like wait what what he play he puts himself in as an oldie timey prospector who's just like shows up in the middle of the desert with like beef stew and whiskey or something it's ridiculous <laughs> apparently he puts himself into almost all of his books oh he like, like that, that doesn't that's surprise not me unusual. at all he hitchcocks yep. himself into a book or something. Yep. very and cheesy cute um we don't have twitter fuck Elon I mean I guess we sort of do but don't worry about it um uh the the our email is tshe at g oh, I'm sorry tshe show at gmail.com you can send us a voice memo and tell us if you read the book or whatever talk about a dad book or saw the movie yes yeah yeah tell us about the movie. that counts um, I do think Penelope Cruz is very beautiful. I know that that's not the point, and we just talked about. That's the only important thing to know about <laughs> but her. But does she have dressed in blue eyes? She has brown eyes. No, she I does not. Think, yes, I don't think She's so. She's probably been on the cover of Vogue, though. Yes, she has. Uh, True. She has. Uh, fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513 or a map of Molly. Um, the AOL <laughs> keyword is Tishi for joining us y'all and that wasn't everything I mean we clearly have more thoughts about this but that was everything for now about Sarah that book was buck wild it really oh God. was and, and in a different way from Verity yes. different buck wild <laughs> totally different way in a dad way yes I've been in the right place but it must have been the wrong time I'd have said the right thing but it must have used the wrong line but I must use the wrong call. Hit us in a bad place, and I wonder what's good for. I've been in a right place.
in the wrong time. My head is in a bad place, but I'm having such a good time. I've been running, trying to catch hung up in my mind. Just got to give myself a good talking to this time. Doesn't need a little brain salad surgery. I got to cue of my insecurity. WTF, Abraham Lincoln? Question mark, question mark. 